And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. To my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Uh, yes, indeed, it is Halloween uh, weekend across the province, and that's where we are now with new uh, new recordings in Salmon Arm Trail, Golden Kitimat, Prince Rupert, Terrace Invermeer, Revelstoke Nelson. Thank you all for joining us today. It's a winemaker kind of day today. Casey will speak with uh, Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker at Hillside. Jack Kemp, she's the winemaker at Therapy Vineyards. We should ask them maybe a question about women in winemaking. Yes, I'm going to ask that question. Okay, uh, Tony Holler joins us from Poplar Grove with news about, uh, you say there's going to be a reno there, a restaurant reno. Yes. Uh, They're going to warm the place up a bit. They do have hard. Very comfortable. Yeah, they have hard services, so that'll be interesting to see what they're doing there. And, uh, well, coming up next, Jason Parks. Uh, now, here's a man who's his own man and his own winemaker. We'll hear a lot about Jason in the next segment about wine and music and the hatch. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. When the cooler weather settles, the vibe changes, dishes become heartier, and wine decidedly more nuanced. Save on Foods carries the world's largest selection of BC VQA wine, more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries, all perfect for fall. There's no better time to experience BC's best vintages, and there's no better place to find them all than Save on Foods. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine. Tony Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. The best wine experience I had was very recently. We were with a bunch of sommeliers from Calgary and Vancouver, and they asked to do a vertical of legacy. The oldest legacy we had, which we then called Reserve, was a 1998. We opened that bottle. It was delicious. And these sommeliers were stunned that a wine that old could still be fruit forward. Experience the glory. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. Please enjoy responsibly. Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. The right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of Remax Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it. Fall has arrived. Celebrate the harvest at Black Hills Estate Winery with in-person and online tastings. Relax on their comfortable and spacious patio and sample the newly released Viognier and the rare and coveted Carmenere. Their wine educators are eager to tell you about this lost grape of Bordeaux and how it grows in the South Okanagan. For more on the virtual tasting program or to book a seat on the patio, visit BlackHillsWinery.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And now, a BC Food and Wine Radio Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries. Presented with the generous support of the agribusiness financial specialists at Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. 
Our next guest is Jason Parks, uh, winemaker Jason Parks. Many of you know him from The Hatch. Others may have heard him play music. Others just know him because, uh, well, he's Jason Parks. He's a bit of a celebrity across uh, the Okanagan Valley. Jason, how are you today? I'm good. Good, guys. How are you? Great. Uh, we're great. I, I thought I, you'd be sleeping today. Uh, are you, You're almost finished the harvest or you're done or you, have you had enough of 2020? I don't, I don't sleep much, um, but harvest is is almost done. We've got a couple blocks down south getting picked today and on the weekend and then we're all wrapped up. So Yeah. And yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting year for sure. Character building, uh, I guess. <laughs> character building is a, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I like that. Uh Jason, how did I want to figure out how you ended up becoming a winemaker because I know that when you were quite young you got involved in the music business. Uh, why don't you tell us how that evolved? <laughs> um a lot of luck. I, I was I was on the road, and we had a, a little tour bus, and bands don't have much money, as any band guys know out there. And it broke down. My parents lived in Peachland, so we had no work for a while. So I, I went there in hopes to find a job because I was trying to be the responsible one to get the money to fix the van. And I walked into a winery, and they hired me. And after a very short period of time... Um, I say it kindly, they, they were crazy enough and kind enough to uh, let the winemaker move on and uh, made me a winemaker. And it was a crazy move on their behalf, and I was there for seven years trying wow. to figure it out, still trying to figure it out. Yeah, so very, very, very lucky because I am, didn't know what else I would do with my life. I, I kind of dropped out of school, grade 10, grade 11 in there, to play music with my beautiful long hair that is now gone away <laughs> and touring a band and that was my dream i was a real dreamer i guess i still am a dreamer that's why we're building interesting or silly things i'm not sure which one it is yet but um i was very lucky that that place gave me a career and a, and a whole new look on life but you, you were such a young kid to tour in a band you managed to get through all that i mean there's a lot of trappings in uh in uh, punk yeah. music and rock music uh you made it out the other end that's got to be uh a source of pride yeah and it's also like like i i'm i'm involved quite a bit now and and i'm not saying i'm good at that but i do a lot of business stuff like i'm developing brands and building places and buying them and build like i'm doing a lot of business stuff and again i got no education but what i learned from being on the road and all those things i guess was a survival thing and it it what it taught me is i wouldn't be able to do what i do today at any level if it wasn't for living that way and going through life that way because it was rough there was times where i you know, you're sleeping on some cardboard on the street type thing, you know. And now, so everything I do achieve or wherever I get to, it's not just like, oh, way to go. It, it's a massive appreciation. So, yeah, it was a good, well, you, a good life skill thing. You're still, sure. close to, uh, still close to cardboard. They're just cardboard boxes, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots of them. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm interested. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, or you, maybe you could explain, is the art the art of making wine, the art of playing music. Have you found some symmetry, or is that just a bunch of uh, baloney? Or how, I mean, how does yeah, that come together? It, Did it help you? Not help you? I don't know. That I think I think it's a bit of baloney, but there's a bit of truth to it. Like for me, it's truth to it because I just again, I'm not like the, and I'm not. Nowadays, I've got a good crew of people. The company's growing, and I've got a lot of guys helping me with wine. But when I got going with it, it was truly a love and a passion, and it came. It did come from the heart, as cheesy as that sounds. And music mm -hmm. does as well. Um, but as far as, like, you know, they call winemakers rock stars, and, like, I, 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 you know, I don't know. They're, they're two different things altogether. Like, 
a good winemaker is a really damn good farmer. Yes. You know, yeah. a good a, a good rocker. Well, he's probably just looking at himself in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's there's a lot more credibility to the winemakers out there doing what they're doing as opposed to the rock stars. Put it that way. Yeah. So you, uh, I see that you like to drink whiskey when you are uh, in the band or practicing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my little thing to because I got to go from one part of my brain to another pretty busy doing what I do with my, my day job, which I love in, in the wine industry. And then all of a sudden I'm a singer in a band and I got a really good band. Like I'm definitely the, the weak spot in the band, but the band's really good. So I've got to keep up with them. And I, I have to admit that I, I lean a little bit on a, a nice cocktail to get me to switch over to, uh, to the other side. Great. Yeah. And what's the name of the band and how can we listen to you? Uh, the band's called Proper Man. Um, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. Our new album's called 40 Elephants. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a weird new wave thing. I sing with a bit of a British accent because I'm trying to be somebody different when I do it. That character's name is Norm. It's not Jason anymore as much as that makes me sound like I got issues. It's, it's a different <laughs> character than my... Everyday life. You, you do have issues, Jason. I love it. Uh, <laughs> let's talk just a bit about the hatch. It's quite an. It, I always describe it as an edgy place. Like it was a different idea. Like, what, did you sit down with? Like, how did you come up with that? Or what was the thinking about how the hatch would be hatched? I guess and and be a bit different than everybody else. Yeah. Well, it was. It's a combination of things. I always, when I got into the wine thing, I couldn't find my groove right away. Like I was after a couple of years, I have to do a winemaker's dinner or do something or talk to, you know, smart people like you guys on the radio. And I was very uncomfortable because I was just a punk. So I couldn't find a place to combine who I am with what I was doing, if that makes yeah. any sense. And I always wanted to do that. And the hatch was an opportunity to do that. But at the same time, it was working with other people. Like there's another great guy that I work with putting the hatch up named Jesse Harnden that helped a lot, was by my side with confidence and ideas and helping that come together. And, but the hatch, at the end of the day, like it is that edgy, creative place to see if it worked, see if that would be accepted in the industry. It was a little test because that was only supposed to be a temporary wine shop. We're supposed to build a $5 million Quellsgate type thing up on the road. It was just to tie us over. And it, I shouldn't be giving out financials, but it, it turned over three hundred grand the first month, right? So we're like, okay, let's just keep the shed going. Wow. But the yeah. whole philosophy behind the hatch is that it's a place to build brands and art before the the location so it's to try different things and build brands and once they get to a certain point they leave it they they flute the coop or they they get hatched yep. or you know I, we should have called it an incubator because it's a place for developing brands and then ideas and then moving them to a location and just have a wine shop there and have a centralized winemaking location like we, we now do we actually we're not at first estate where you you've been there before tony at first yeah so we have we have a new location where we actually have drains and it's nice and clean and so we can working on up, upping our game all the time on the wine side. But we make I'm wines. I'm happy for to hear that. Now. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, but it has attracted yeah. a lot of young people, which is great because I think it's probably the number one issue is getting young people, uh, you know, interested in wine. Uh, it's probably been an age-old problem, but the hatch seemed to have solved that pretty quickly, and and uh, they took ownership of it. So I I, I like that idea. Hey, uh, cool. I hate asking people what they love, but I know that you're a fan of Cab Franc, and of course, Cab Franc is really sort of coming into its own now in BC. Are you yeah. happy? Happy with all that yeah. progress? Yeah, so so happy. It, it's probably one of the only things that gives me confidence 
And what I do is that I think I realized that very, very young, that that was the varietal to work with like 20 years ago. And yeah. I think that's the only thing I've figured out really so far in the 20, 20 years of making wine is that Cab Franc, I think, is one of, our, one of the standouts around here for me. And I like working with it mostly because on the blending side, that it's a good, um, I don't know, I always call it canvas, so it's kind of cliche, but a canvas for blending because it's not as proud and egotistical as, as a Cab Sauv or something like that. So you can, <laughs> you can have Cab Franc and then you can kind of add into it and control where that blend yeah. is going, where if you're putting something like a, Cab, a BC Cab Sauv in, you're going to get a little bit overpowering. So... For sure. Cobb Franc all the way. Very proud. Jason, can we visit you at the winery? Please. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Drop yeah. by the winery. And check out, uh, one of the coolest things is I know that your daughter is an artist as well, and she's uh, she's, she has some artwork on labels at the Hatch. It's been, uh, it's uh, I think it runs in the family. A lot of, lot of artistic talent. <laughs> yeah, that was... Me with some leftover wine telling my kids, like, they got five bucks, who makes the best label first? And I gave him 30 seconds, and <laughs> she kissed a piece of paper with lipstick and drew a Cyclops on it with one eye. And, and now my other kids are fighting to get their art on they're, it. Other they're five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm being told that, uh, you know, the, the royalties aren't big enough, and they want back pay and all that. So I don't advise <laughs> wow. to get their wow. label. Can uh, we I join a wine club? Yeah, we've got a, a wine. We've always had a wine club, but we kind of rebuilt it this year to kind of represent all the locations. So you can get different batches and mix them and match them. And we've got one package called the Super Group, which is all of our locations, you know, in one box. And you get coffee mugs and corkscrews and all sorts of surprises in the boxes. So Wow. Jason Parks, uh, so much fun to catch up with you today, and uh, I, I wish you uh, luck with the 2020 harvest. I know it's just about put to bed, but uh, uh, you seem very calm now. Uh, you know, when I met you earlier on years ago, you were a bit frenetic, but you seem uh, very calm, and I, I like to hear that. <laughs> and uh, oh, my last my last question is, what uh, what kind of whiskey do you drink? Well, there's a combination. It depends. Like, if I'm if I'm with the band, I guess I'm just gonna have a good old fashioned, you know, bourbon type drink. But last night I was sipping on the Lafroy Tenure um, in the hot tub, and that went down pretty nice too. So, as long as it's whiskey, I like it. Great. Thanks, Jason. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. We'll catch up with you hopefully at the Hatch and uh, for another tasting. Yeah, look forward to it, guys. Take care. Thanks. You too. Jason Parks, he's the winemaker at The Hatch. You're listening to BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. Join us next time for another Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries. Presented with the generous support of the Agribusiness Financial Specialists at Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. 
Rediscover the South Okanagan good life at Watermark Beach Resort Asoyas Hotel and Conference Centre. Just steps to everything. The beach, shopping, the marina, and great dining at the restaurant at Watermark. New executive chef Nick Atkins invites you to indulge your senses with bright new flavors inside or on the newly expanded lakeside patio, featuring new health and safety protocols and procedures. Reservations are highly recommended. Celebrate the South Okanagan. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com. It's been a long year. You need a little therapy vineyard in your life. Book your stay at the Inn on the Vineyard overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It is the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. Plus, BC Food and Wine radio listeners can save on their stay year-round at Therapy Vineyards. Just enter the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And you know what? We're heard in 18 radio markets now across British Columbia, including Penticton and Prince Rupert. Uh, at the moment, we're heading to the Naramata bench, and our guest is Tony Holler. He's the president and CEO of Poplar Grove. Tony, how are you today? I am excellent. Thank you very much. You know, You're, uh, from the, to take this call, I just got in from the fields where we're picking Malbec this morning, and then this afternoon we're going to pick Viognier. Nice. nice. And do and you need gloves up there? We heard it snowed. Yeah, there's snow on the ground. It's it, it's not that cold. It's like two, three degrees. And so you need gloves uh, and, and a tube. That's the only thing you need. But the grapes are fantastic, so that, that that's the important thing. You might need a strong back, too, Tony. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this now. for We've been picking for two weeks, and, you know, it's interesting. Uh your back gets used to this type of work. My back, at first, I thought I'm going to die from back. <laughs> and, and now I'm now I'm fine. I, I can go out every morning, and I'm I'm not complaining. <laughs> oh man, I love that. I just love that. Uh, yeah, well, people, it it it's we're always so it's always so poetical, you know, the wine business. But actually, picking grapes is bloody hard work, and. Uh, you got to be either in shape or super young, or a combination of both. Yeah, it, it would help if I were my wife's size, five feet, right? But that would yeah. really <laughs> help in picking grapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's a shot! You're going to pay for that. I know, I know, I will. I know, I will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to just mention you. You had some great news out of London with your legacy wine, uh, a wine that you've been fine tuning now for a number of years. Uh, let's just re- revisit that because at one point you were you were holding that wine back quite a long time. Now it's a little less. Can you tell us wh- how it's transformed and uh, how happy you are maybe with that program? Yeah, you know, um, obviously the the two fifteen legacy uh, uh, won gold medal both in London and in the states. Uh, the two sixteen won the decanter uh, gold medal, uh, ninety six points. You know, one of five Canadian yeah. uh, red wines to win gold. Um, you know, our program kind of is somewhere between four and five years we release legacy because we yeah. think it takes that long in the bottle to integrate well. So the 16 won't be released till uh, early next year. 
the uh, obviously we're on our current vintage, which is the 15, and right. and it is available. Uh, and and you know the the 15 is Cab Sauv dominated because the 15 was such a hot, incredible yeah. year. The 16 was a cooler year, so it's Cab Franc dominated. But you know our goal with Legacy is, gosh, Mother Nature gives us certain grapes because of the weather, etc. And all we're trying to do is make the best wine possible from that particular year. So it sometimes is Merlot dominated in cool years. So it's it, it, it's interesting, and uh, and you know it, it it's nice. You know, you you start looking down at the number of awards Legacy's got over the years. It's impressive. I, yeah. I'll say that. You know, and consistent. Uh, it's consistently. I think one of the top red wines that come out of this valley. And and that's mm-hmm. because we've put a lot of work into the vineyards. We put a lot of work in at the winery. And uh, I always tip my hat to Alain Sutra, our consultant from from Bordeaux, who uh, who is highly critical of everything we do. But and, and my son sometimes get a little peeved about that. And I go, hey, we didn't hire this guy to tell us we're great guys. We want yeah. him to criticize us all the yeah. time. Yes. Totally. So the blend changes from year to year. It changes from year to year. And, and you know, it typically is either Cab Sauv. Very rarely it's Cab Sauv dominant. Typically it's Merlot or Cab Franc dominated. Right. And, and uh, you, you've won gold awards with it, with the 2015 and the 2016. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you go back, you'll see we won gold awards. And remember the 2014, we won the yeah. uh, the Challenge of British Columbia, right, with That's all the right. international wines. Yes. And, you know, it has a history of, uh, of you know, being one of the top red wines coming out of this valley. And, you know, we, we want to continue that and always improve, you know, yeah. incremental improvements every year. Just a bit of housekeeping. So the 16 will come out next year. Will you be able to put Naramata Bench on that wine? Because I, I, I that was before, be, uh, but I don't know. How does that work? We will be, but remember, it got bottled well before we were allowed to do that. So And labeled. Uh, this, this will be the first year that we put... Um, oh, hold on a second. You're talking legacy. Sorry. Yeah. No. Legacy will always have Okanagan on it because remember we grow Cab Stop, Cab Bro, oh yeah, of course, Bordeaux down south, Merlot right. and Malbec up here, and so right. it'll always be Okanagan. Mm. Yeah, my bad. I should know that. I mean, I knew that, but I was seeing about you. You can go back and put on the Naramata bench on wines that were made on the Naramata bench even before the. Uh, you know, it was passed later on in nineteen yeah. or and, in 2019 and, and we're or whatever. doing those where the hundred percent of the fruit comes from Naramata Bench. We yeah. put that on the label. And you, but, know, you what? know what? Interestingly enough, this year is going to be maybe one of the most interesting years in terms of BC wines because of this weird weather we've had. You know, um, we're, I was just talking to several winemakers and uh, our own included, and everybody's going. You know what? 2020 may really show what the Okanagan can do because it, it'll be, it definitely will be a cool vintage and uh, sugars are relatively low. Acids mm-hmm. are nice and solid as you would expect them. But what's really astonishing, and I, everybody I've talked to said that the flavors in the fruit are exceptional. And, and, and you know, Stefan, our winemaker, said to me, 
I can't believe how well this fruit is coming in in terms of flavor, right? And yeah. uh, I think I think this is going to be a very, very good year because I'm hearing that from a lot of the winemakers in the Valley. Yeah. Our guest is uh, Tony Holler. He's the president and CEO of Poplar Grove Winery. Tony, want to talk a bit about the restaurant, the the, the changes that have happened and maybe more to come. Uh, are you, you're, first of all, you're open, and you will be open through uh, through Christmas and the New Year. Uh, no, we're we're open until the New Year, and then yeah. we're doing a renovation on on the restaurant, and oh. so uh, so we'll be closed probably January and February as we do the renovation, and then we'll reopen. And uh, mm. obviously, you know Michael Ziff and Rob, sure. uh, our our chef. They've done a yeah, great Rob Radcliffe. Job. Yeah, yeah, Rob Radcliffe, and and they've done a fantastic job, and we want to continue that. Right, really, really important for us to continue that. And how what are you, you going to change the restaurant? Yeah, ah, you know the the ceilings are coming out, and and there'll be new ceilings. All the tables are being and chairs are being replaced. There's going to be a bunch of work done on the patio as well. So yeah, it's uh, you know it it it'll be a different place. Um, I think. It'll be, uh, from what I've seen so far from design, it's the, it'll, it'll be more comfortable. You know, we have a very, um, you know, modern type of look to the tasting room and the restaurant. And, yep. and I think what we're doing will just warm that up a little bit. It'll be harder to leave then. <laughs> yeah, we want people to stay and enjoy themselves. <laughs> yes. And I think it'd be a great idea to join your wine club and also with Christmas coming. I mean, that would be a great gift, a membership, and uh, pick up a large format bottle. Yeah, you know, people love those large format bottles. The other thing we're doing for Christmas is we're taking um, our gold medal winner wines from this year and we're packaging them up into a six-pack, a special Christmas six-pack that people can can order from the winery. So you'll hear more about that, but it'll have both the legacies, the uh, the uh, 215 and, and 216. It'll have the uh, Syrah and, oh gosh, Lori told me, and I think, the, and the Merlot, because all those um, wines won gold medals this year. Mm. Great idea. You've also got a, I love shopping on your site, you've got a great leather wine tote. Yeah, it's it, it's fantastic, absolutely. Well, Tony, I, I'm uh, I guess what we would t- say to our listeners: one, I was thinking about it today. I was thinking about, about a lot of things about winery shipping wine. There's going to be a rush, so probably it's better to get it done. Uh, so many people buying online now. If you want to get it done and delivered in time, you should look into it sooner than later. Don't leave it till like December fifteenth or twentieth. Yeah, ab- uh, absolutely. When you look at all the online shopping for almost everything, it's yeah. going to be a zoo unless you order, you know, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what they hope they do. Listen, it's great to catch up with you. I know you got to get out there and pick some Bionier this afternoon, so uh, yeah. you, you better have some soup or some, something uh, to keep you going. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just sipping on a nice hot cup of tea right now. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I've got my sons out there, so I, I can't be late or else they give me a really, really hard time. <laughs> you, you, you should walk out there with a, maybe with a magnum of legacy and just start laughing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I'll be back later. <laughs> and, Tony, exactly. a special hello to 
Barb, who really keeps that place together. Yeah, no, I, I much appreciate that, and I will definitely pass that on. Okay, thanks, Tony. We'll catch up with you soon. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a look at the new restaurant uh, early in the new year, or released by March or April. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, obviously, we're very excited about what we're doing in the restaurant, and uh, and we'd love to host you at Poplar Grove. Okay, Tony Holler, President and CEO of Poplar Grove Winery. You can check all of this information out at poplargrove.ca. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. When the cooler weather settles, the vibe changes, dishes become heartier, and wine decidedly more nuanced. Save on Foods carries the world's largest selection of BC VQA wine, more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries, all perfect for fall. There's no better time to experience BC's best vintages, and there's no better place to find them all than Save on Foods. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine. Kalmana Family Estate Winery would like to welcome you to visit their spectacular winery in the heart of the Okanagan's Golden Mile Bench. Guests can enjoy seated tastings of six of their signature wines for up to six people per reservation. Feel comfortable knowing that rigid social distancing and cleaning protocols are in place to ensure the utmost safety of staff and guests. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Open 10 to 5 daily. Call or visit kalmana.ca for reservations. The Wine Center at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is waiting for you. Welcome to the new home of hospitality in the Okanagan. The wine shop is open for tastings, and the Modest Butcher Restaurant is ready to welcome you with the best dining experience in Okanagan wine country. Walk-ins are being accepted for tastings and dining, but reservations are still recommended. For the safety of guests and staff, extra cleaning, sanitization, and physical distancing protocols are also in place. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we are now in a number of markets around uh, British Columbia. We're happy to say uh, we're in 18 different markets, including Victoria and Kamloops. But at the moment, we're heading back to the Okanagan, and we're going to catch up with Jack Kemp. She's the principal winemaker and viticulturalist, uh, a great combination at Therapy Vineyards. Jack, how are you today? I'm really well, thank you. How are you guys doing? We are great. Uh, we're almost at Halloween. Are you finished or almost finished or you got everything in inside? Uh, we have just got everything inside. So we've got our big reds now inside. Uh, we had definitely a bit of a, a wake-up snow uh, fall this way, um, I'm sure you guys heard. And um, yeah. we're lucky enough to, to have our fruit in thanks to the help of, of many people getting that in for us. Great. Wow. Do you ever do you have like a big sleep that that when everything's in or you still don't have time for that? <laughs> Actually, Christmas is probably when we slow down. Um, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Wow! And then and then we pick up again on the pace after Christmas. Yeah, uh, Jack, you're in the news this week. Uh, BC Lieutenant Governor Awards are out, and uh, you got a platinum for your 2018 Chardonnay, which is quite a remarkable wine. I happened to taste it about the same time as the. Uh, 
as the awards came out. Uh, tell us a bit about this 100% Naramata Chardonnay. It's, it's, it's such a sensational wine. Well, really, it's, it's one of the reasons I headed towards Canada in the, in the first place to grow and make wine. The potential here for Chardonnay on these soils and, and the weather that we have to grow it is, is a pretty special um, a little little place for us on the Naramata bench here. So I'm really, really happy that our first attempt on a barrel fermented Chardonnay that I have had with therapy has shined so well and, and so quickly. And, um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, a combination of, of where we are and, and the focus on the viticulture side of things that I, I really get excited for, for the bench here. The 2018 you, Chardonnay is 29.99. I feel like you have to put that price up. Winning no, a platinum. no, no. We love the price. <laughs> prices. I mean, if you if prices is always very difficult to sort of you know gauge where things should and shouldn't sit. So, I think you know so long as we're we're looking on, a, on an international stage and and having a look to see you know where our wines are on the bench are sitting in relation to the rest of the world. I think that's pretty much where we're we yeah. sort of with our price points. Uh, it's not a fruity wine, but of course the fruit is great in it. Could you just sort of just explain the style of this wine because it's so impressive to see this this style being made now in British Columbia? Well, with these vines, I mean, these vines were originally, uh, they're about 30 years old now, and that, that harvest 2018, uh, we hardly irrigated at all. So the berries came in really tiny, which is obviously great for the wine, winery and the winery team because we have a lot of concentration coming. Um, and really what we're trying to do there is, is trying to show what was in the vineyard in the first place back into the into the actual bottle. So it pretty much comes in whole bunch pressed and goes straight to barrel fermentation. Uh, the malolactic fermentation is a wild fermentation and that just builds the structure in the body of the wine. No yeah. leaves stirring, it's really important not to stir those leaves, just to let it naturally fall up and down uh, in its own time. Great wine. I love the, 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 the minerality, the acidity, the, the, that, uh, the touch of uh, bread dough, all of that in a little bit of a reductive character just makes it really interesting wine. Congratulations on that. Uh, folks, if you want to get this wine, you better buy it before Christmas. I'm sure it's going to disappear quickly. Did, how much did you make, Jack, of that? Uh, we didn't make that min- that much, actually. So we've yeah. only got under 500 cases um, yep. of the Chardonnay. Um, for me, again, it was, a, it was a trial to see exactly how well the vineyard was going to show, and, and now we can move forwards quite happily with that vineyard. Yeah. And this is uh, a wine that's going to age well. Yes. So even though, I mean, it's looking good now, the natural acidity there will hold it, I'd say, easy for a good, you know, seven, at least seven to ten years there. Wow. Uh, well, lots going on at Therapy. Uh, we were recently there, had a chance to look at uh, all the new facilities, the inn, the tasting room. Uh, but you've been working very hard there. You're going to be rolling out. I mean, you're, I know you're already underway with Pinot Noir, but it's going to become uh, uh, quite a focus, I think, for you guys there. Absolutely. And I think, you know, this harvest, the 2020 harvest, even though we might have had a bit of a snowy finish to it, we're just actually today pressing off some of our first Pinot Noirs for the season for 2020. And um, for me, it's really hopeful because we've always been lacking a little bit of mid-pellet weight and we're starting to see that come through now with Vine Age coming on. So again, yeah. it's another exciting step forwards for us. We've been waiting for that patiently and we're finally getting to see that this year. So super excited. 
Would, and would you say that your the, the way that you make Pinot will be that you won't do much with it, or how would you describe the way that to uh, you, you you know you interact with Pinot Noir? Yeah, I think I'll, the best way to explain that is just the size of fermentation. We have really small fermentation uh, vessels; they're about eight hundred kilograms. So uh, we have a lot of different uh, small batch ferment, ferments going on, so that I can. Yeah you know, push and pull them with, with different temperatures and, and bits and pieces just to get the complexity we're needing. So we pretty much, a little bit unusual, I'm pre-blending things in my head prior to, to things going to barrels so that the, the wine comes together once it's actually, you know, at fermentation, not actually after after barreling. Well, and I also like that you look after the vineyards because you don't have to go out and have a talk with the vineyard manager to say what kind of grapes you need. You're you're already you you get them to the winery. I think the way you want them. Absolutely, and you know, with any sort of horticultural agricultural business, I mean, you really need to be with your hands in, in the actual starting stage and and being there to sort of coax it along to where you need to, and then. When it comes into the winery here, we can just, you know, take our hands off a bit more and, and really see what we've done in the vineyard shine, which is really important. Yeah. Jack Kemp, she's a principal winemaker and viticulturalist at Therapy Vineyards, is our guest today from the Naramata Bench. Uh, well, Casey, you you just, uh, you came back from there. You stayed in the inn. Oh, I loved it. We, we had, <laughs> Well, we had a great party on the deck of the tasting room. On the upper room. deck. It was fantastic with pizza. And Jack, you were there, and we had uh, some sparkling wine. I thought maybe we could get a bit of an update on that. Well, yes, we're still we've got our wine now. It's just still finishing our 2018 Blanc de Blanc is is just lying on its cork at the moment, finishing off its cork aging, and then we should be ready to release it hopefully within the new year with its new packaging and label label on it, um, which is very exciting for us. Um, Again, our big focus this year for those vineyards is is bringing up our production level. So we've got our 2020 sparkling wines now in-house and will be about 1,500 cases in a few years. So we're picking up the pace there. Those wines are looking super exciting. Uh, we've got a Blanc de Blanc, a Blanc de Noir coming out as well in the future. So, yeah, we've we've done a lot of work this year and, and in the past, and we're really starting to see it shine through. So, yeah, and to get those awards that we've just received is, is really, really great for us right now. And the yeah. third award was a bronze for your 2019 Riesling. These would be really wonderful Christmas gifts. Yeah, they'll be great Christmas gifts. And, you know, even though the Riesling is just a baby at the moment, just being in 2019, it's... It's also shining quite nicely with, it's got a lot of tropical notes coming through there too. So yeah, there's a lot of, of potential gifts for sure coming out of therapy this year. Yeah, uh, well, I I never like to argue about uh, results in uh, tastings. You never know what happens on those days. It's not a bronze wine, folks. It's That Riesling is another amazing wine. Uh, I just love that the touch that you have with the wines, and that's what I think I'd like to get across to people, is to start investigating the therapy wines, and you'll see the distinction in the Riesling, in the Chardonnay, in the sparkling wine, and now uh, the Pinot Noir program, all of these wines showing uh, so much more uh, a sense of place of where they're from, and also the sense of taste uh, in terms of the coolness of our climate. So I I take my hat off to you, Jack. Uh, I don't know how uh, you even survive working so hard to get this all done, but its uh, I think it's its coming to fruition now. you got to be pretty happy about it. 
Yeah, and we're, we're really happy. It's it's nice to see this move through. Uh, you know, year three for me at Therapy Vineyards now, so I'm expecting to see those sorts of results coming through for all of us. But it's just exciting for the Valley, really, to know that, you know, those potentials are definitely here. We just have to put the time and heart and effort into it, and, and then you really, really start seeing, you know, what, what we can produce here. And yeah. you get great support from the owners, uh, Jacqueline and Mike, and I'm sure that means a lot. Oh, and immense support. You know, you know, we're running 24 hours sometimes here, and you know, I get to be able to stay on site to keep an eye on things by, you know, staying at the inn, and you know, they're there with breakfast in the morning. And without those sorts of supports, there's just no way these wines will be coming out. Oh, that's great to hear, Jack. Uh, great to catch up with you. To our listeners, uh, not your mother's wine club is uh, what you should join at therapy. Uh, are you open now through until uh, till Christmas time for people? Absolutely. We're open here and we're loving all the people that are coming through and it's it's nice to see all the smiley faces and um, yeah. yeah, we appreciate your business for sure. Okay, folks, uh, that was, uh, that's Jack. Um, she is, well, I, I just can't explain the, the work that's been done at the winery. Uh, well, you'll see it in the wine when you taste the wine and we think uh, there's been a massive turnaround at Therapy Vineyards. Jack Kemp, Principal Winemaker and Viticulturist, thanks for joining us. You can check all the information out at therapyvineyards.com. Uh, we have to take a quick break, but there's still more to come. We're staying on the Naramata bench. We're going to catch up with Kathy Malone. She's the veteran winemaker at Hillside Winery and Bistro. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Summer may be officially over, but not at Spirit Ridge Resort. Their endless summer continues until October 31st. Book three nights and get a $75 credit that you can use at any of their many on-site activities. From Solterra Spa Services, golfing at Sonora Dunes, dining at the Bear, the Fish, the Root, and the Berry. Even wakeboarding with Wake Pilot Rentals. Spirit Ridge has it all. Book today and quote endless summer to experience the beauty of Spirit Ridge, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Tin Horn Creek Vineyards has opened its doors. Visitors are welcome to stop by the wine shop for both sales and tastings. The award-winning Miradoro restaurant is now also open for table service and takeout. Reservations are required. Can't make it in? Take advantage of free shipping on orders over six bottles or send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them. Curbside pickup is also available for online and phone orders. For full details and the latest updates, please visit tinhorn.com. 
Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We're heard in 18 markets now across British Columbia, which is kind of cool, including Oliver Asoyas and Penticton, uh, some of our original listeners. Uh, we love being in those markets uh, now and, and spreading the word on BC wine, especially about this winery, Hillside Winery and Bistro. Kathy Malone joins us. She's the veteran winemaker. Hey, how about that, Kathy? I'm veteran something. <laughs> how are you? I'm well, thanks. How about you two? Uh, I'm very well. I'm. I, I thought maybe you'd, you'd be outside shoveling snow, but apparently it's not so bad. I was actually outside shoveling grapes, and uh, my crew got a little break so that I could talk with you. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Good for them. Well, we're excited um, to know that your bistro is open until December, is it the 19th? 20th, I think. 20th? Yes, normally we would is, be closed by now, and um, this year we're yeah, staying open. And why are you doing that? Well, we've had good um, a good um, number of people coming in, enjoying the um, the coziness of the bistro, and um, you know just the fact that we are open and safe, and um, yeah. And you've on. The bistro is one of Tony's favorite dishes, a mushroom risotto, mm-hmm. one of mine, a Thai curried butternut soup, and you've got uh, pork che- cheeks, yeah. and we tasted all this when we were up there. These are new to, to our fall menu, our fall-winter menu, and they're uh, Chef Jean creations. So, yeah, we're all pretty excited about it. We, you know, we've had a... Um, uh, we had a spiced carrot soup for years, and so the Thai curry butternut squash is um, is a new twist on it. And, mm. uh, yeah, we're pretty excited. So do you think, uh, I know that you've had a very successful uh, tasting program, sort of this all rejigged with COVID-19, less people, longer times, uh, reservations, more, uh, maybe a more intimate setting, if I can use that word, for your micro tableside tastings. Has that been part of the... Uh, what do you think is driving people to keep coming back now, even after uh, Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think so. I think that, that it's not just a, um, sort of a, a tour down the bench, you know, just a, a lark uh, drive kind of thing. It's more a deep dive into wines and, and um, you know, the terroir and the history and, and that sort of thing. So in, in the wine shop, we're uh, adding a wine and sensory tasting where um, we discuss the flavor components and we have an aroma kit um, to talk about, you know, the the flavor strands that you might um, pick up in the wines. Right. Yeah. And then the, uh, the micro-tasting, table-side tasting, is a complement to that. It's It will be wines that aren't on the, the wine shop tasting menu. Right, mm. so it's it's a nice fit that if you come and do a tasting in the wine shop and then um, dinner at the bistro, you're you're getting quite a you're getting different wines. Yeah, quite a, a hunk of the it. portfolio. <laughs> do we yeah. need a reservation for that? Yes, for both of those things, please. And there's a charge of ten dollars a tasting, but refundable with purchase of wine, which yeah. I'm sure everybody does. Pretty much, yeah. We we 
We, I don't know if you've heard about the initiative in Naramata to, to purchase the, a beach that was owned by another organization. And uh, we were going to donate our tasting fees to that and realize that really we just needed to make a cash donation because we don't really actually keep many tasting fees because they're mostly refunded. So, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Kathy, uh, Kathy Malone is our guest. She's a winemaker at Hillside Winery and Bistro. Kathy, uh, for our listeners, you can go to hillsidewinery.ca to look at uh, uh, the winery, the wine lineup, and you can get a glimpse of their new labels, which are pretty sharp. But uh, the wine that caught my attention is seven years old. It's a new release. It's the 2013, one of my favorite vintages. Goa Vineyard Merlot, one of my favorite varieties. Tell us about that wine. It's uh, it's only forty dollars. It's seven years old. It's a uh, it's a treat to be able to buy a wine like that. It's funny you should ask me about that because it, it it's actually pronounced Joa, and it's uh, those are the grapes that we're processing right now. Uh, they picked the the Joa Vineyard uh, yesterday and this morning. Okay, and um, that's some of the best fruit I've seen ever off the Naramana bench. Like, this is a, a really good year for that vineyard. Mm. Um, it's just across the road from us, so a very similar aspect, but, um, of course, below the road. So it's yeah. got that, that uh, deep umami uh, flavors that you get from the richer soils. The lake bottom soils. Yeah, the more interesting, yeah. Yeah. So that uh, I mean, it's held back, or why? Why is it so seven years old? People um, surprised to see a wine that old. <laughs> That's a good question. I think that we um, we had some difficulty um, showcasing the single vineyard wines um, and and really um, making people aware of how special they were. Uh, we right. didn't we didn't taste them a lot in the wine shop and that sort of thing, but. Now that we have, as you say, a more intimate tasting, we can delve into these these specialty wines a lot more. And so, um, you know, there's not a lot of uh, 13 Joa left. Like that, we're we're um, really charging through them sales wise. So, if you wanted to get a Christmas gift for someone. Yeah, you better do it now. <laughs> In fact, uh, we were talking about Christmas. I'm I'm concerned because I I don't know. It seems like everybody I know, all they do is shop online now. They never go in a store or visit any place in person, uh, or very rarely do. So I'm wondering about shipping wine. Uh, what a cutoff date would be, and maybe even beating that date, given the, the rush there may be to buy wine online in December in BC, it could be huge. Yeah, yeah. The shipping company is saying December sixteenth, but I would suggest um, um, looking the at sixth. it. Yeah, well, get your get your shopping list out and make sure that the wines don't sell out. You know, we have a number of wines that are. Um, exclusive to our wine club, um, and yeah. a couple of them uh, periodically might be released to the general public. So if you keep your eye on the website, you can uh, snag something like that. Mm. Or join the wine club. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> yeah. Kathy, I, it's interesting. I was tasting uh, some Spanish wine earlier this week with a, with a Spanish winemaker, a male winemaker, and we were discussing the wines, and I, I told him that I thought these wines, uh, I have to be careful how I say this, but with all respect, I said, you know, these wines taste like they've been made by a woman because of because they had such a 
so much finesse and elegance. They were such beautiful wines. They weren't brutes. And he was, he's from Priorat, where the wines are always big. And he told me that he was taught by women how to make wine. Mm. And, uh, and I guess it stuck with him. W- what is that all about? Do, do you feel that way? or? I mean, I'm not sure. I, I think that um, I, I think women have a different thing to prove, right? They, they don't need to prove that they can make the biggest red on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, I, I guess they, what I'm trying to prove is that I can make wines that express the fruit and are nice to drink and and hopefully uh, that's true years to come, um, such as, you know, with our seven-year-old Joa's Vineyard Merlot, sure. you know. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know if there maybe there's a little bit of a, a muscle mat um, with male winemakers. I don't know. <laughs> it's, You're it's very diplomatic. Pretty, I, I, well, I'm trying to be. <laughs> well, it's such a male-dominated industry. Well, is it? I don't know. There's a lot of I women making wine now. I think about ten percent. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know what? I what what I think that women are well suited to making wine um, because it requires multitasking, and and a lot of us have experienced the need to do that. Um, you know, if we whether or not we have children, if we've ever had, if we've ever worked with children, we <laughs> or or managed a household. Right, um, so it's like strategizing and multitasking that are that are sort of unique skills that really really help in winemaking. Okay, I have. <laughs> we're almost out of time. I have a question about using the word heritage. Uh, I loved your new 2019 Heritage Viognier. It's just been released. Um, I like that style. This is a. It's not a heavy perfume style it's a it's a much fresher style which i really enjoy uh, drinking uh, fantastic with so many different foods but what what, what about heritage viognier so i mean heritage is is um the name we've chosen to describe wines that um are special in some way because of the history of the vineyard or um the winemaking style um that that sort of thing this yeah. the viognier we've always fermented partially in in french oak um and mostly not really for oak flavors but to give it um a nice uh um creaminess from leaves contact um sure. and so you know that's that's how it came by its name it also is from joa's vineyard just across the road and so it was planted in um, 2001, I believe. So, you know, it's got some heritage there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Kathy, great to catch up with you today. I know you have a lot of work to do, including just going back to work this afternoon. Uh, but it's exciting, I guess, to get to, to get the harvest in and get her finished up and uh, put to bed, so to speak. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is this is the best time of year, but it's, it's really the hardest time of year you know it's uh physically pretty um demanding yeah demanding and um and then just you know having to roll with the punches the weather punches and the you know equipment breaking down and that sort of thing so it's uh a love-hate relationship that's not really true we just love crush so it's (laughs) a love-like relationship yeah (laughs) Don't forget to eat. It always makes things go better. Oh, good advice. Mm. 
Thanks for joining us, Kathy. Always a pleasure to talk to you about wine and, and the Naramata bench. Um, we wish you well with the conclusion of 2020 and uh, hope to see you soon. Thanks. Same here. You guys take care. That was Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker at Hillside Winery uh, and very busy, as you can hear, uh, finishing up the 2020 crop. We have to get out of here, uh, but we've had a great day today. A lot of fun talking about food and wine as we normally do. Only this time we're on 18 markets across British Columbia, which we're really excited about. And uh, we're on 31 times now uh, during the week, Casey. People mm-hmm. are listening to you every day almost. I know. It's very impressive. <laughs> we love it. Hey, listen, uh, get ready for the weekend. Get yourself some wine. Sit back, build a fire, enjoy the rain wherever you're living in B.C. or uh, the weather that you have. And we'll be back next week. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Have a great weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.